This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 341. Check us out, MarkingOut.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Buy some merch, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Watch our videos on YouTube. YouTube.com slash marking out eleven. Uh, is there anything else? Follow us. No, but I but I like how you say our videos when they're really your it's your YouTube page. No, you're on there too. <laughs> you're completely on there. Yeah, that's true. So you can follow Dave on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. You can follow me on Twitter, BTTG161. Dave, how art thou on this Friday morning? Going great. Going great. great. Going. What does that mean? Who says that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But happy to be recording bright and early. Um, not really too bright, though. No, it's not. It's cloudy over here, too. Yeah. No, no chance of meatballs, though, huh? Uh, maybe. Maybe some uh, cats and dogs, too, because it's supposed to thunderstorm up here pretty bad. Yeah. I wonder where they got that, like thing from like where's like they're like oh cats and dogs right like cats and dogs maybe because there's so many cats and dogs you know what i don't get it i don't know i can't even figure out uh some sort of an explanation for why they would ever come up with that even back in the day um yeah i got nothing but how are you doing i am doing awesome as always how was uh, your week? Did you do anything fun? I know you did something fun. My week was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I thought uh, you were about to quote Larry David. There, yeah, I don't know. My friend what? quoted Larry David's... What? What's his quote? Pretty, 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 pretty good. Uh, my, my friend quoted him the other day. I was like, you don't get to just quote Larry David when you have never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Hmm. So sounds like a conundrum. But yes, what I did, and what I did was let's see, Game of Thrones. That doesn't count. Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Did you watch it, the, totally. the? Did you watch the leaked episode? No, John, I John stayed Snow's true dead to again. everything. Jon Snow's nice. dead again. Yeah, I stay true to uh, everything. Yeah, but what's staying true to everything? It's just you. you like... I stay true to the timeline. I don't. No, I don't what do you want mean? To, you I don't want to watch it early. I don't want to stream it. But what do you mean the timeline? It's still happening regardless. Which is one prowrestlingtees dot com slash marking out. Yeah, I like sticking to uh, Sundays. I like watching it live when it happens. No point to watch it early and then not be able to discuss it with your friends. You could definitely discuss it with them. Not if they haven't seen it. Why not? Because that's called spoiling, and that is frowned upon in society. Guess what? You gotta gotta change that. You gotta change that stigma. Okay. Nope, I it's, refuse it's okay. to. <laughs> it's okay to spoil wrestling. It's okay to spoil Game of Thrones. No, 
It's definitely not okay. Like, uh, like earlier in life when that guy was recorded going up and down the book line of fans waiting to purchase Harry Potter, <laughs> saying Snape kills Dumbledore, or whatever his name is, Dumbledore. Yeah. I thought that, like, that's hilarious. That's a I, think that's yeah, I think that's awful. I think that's awful. You're still going to read it. I think that's awful. You're still going to um, read it. They're still going to watch it. Yeah, but that's just... That's, It'll put a lot of butts in the seats. No, I don't like that. Uh, and I'm surprised that you actually like that too, <laughs> considering that you no. don't like spoilers. I, in certain cases. Well, I don't think no, I, I wouldn't. I would you never. You know, I would never actually spoil it for somebody. I, think I, I don't think I have the like the heart to do that. But like, I would try to like know things before they do. Mm. All right. So earlier this week, outside of that, uh, they had the MLB, the minor league system uh, for the Houston Astros, the Huston Valley Cats. They hosted the All Star Game up here, and on so for that they had a fan festival on Monday, and on the riverfront of Troy they had um, Skeeter Creek perform, which is an amazing. A uh, local band up here who covers everyone country. Very talented group. If anybody ever uh, has a chance to see them up here, go check them out, Skeeter Creek. Um, but then after that, Eli Young Band uh, put on, had a set. And it was a good concert. I was really impressed with some of their songs. Some of their songs I could have done without. But overall, I thought they were pretty good musicians. Um, I know some, uh, a few of their songs from being played on the radio and everything. And it was cool because it was all uh, GA um, and standing, and I was probably around 10 feet away from the stage. So it, it was really cool. Were, really you, were you closer to the stage here than you were for when we went to that Nash Bash? No, that Nash Bash, we were uh, front row. Well, second. No, we were we were pretty much up there. Yeah, we were second. But, no, but yeah, uh, no, I wasn't that close. I was probably a foot behind, mm. maybe. But it was great. Uh, it went off without a hitch. They had the all-star players. Uh, they did a little presentation of bringing them on stage, introducing them. So that was pretty cool. And it was uh, it's like a, an actual like major league baseball league. Yeah, it's. I mean, they had a player from the Brooklyn Cyclones. They had a player from the Staten Island Yankees. None of them, I, I none of them were I famous. I don't know if they're called the Yankees, but they have the Staten uh, Island Yankees. Okay, so it is the Staten Island Yankees. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think any of them were are famous, but who knows? Maybe they they can be. I mean, these kids are only like between the ages of eighteen, like probably eighteen and twenty-two. I mean. It could easily be brought up to the majors at some point. I know through the uh, Hudson Va uh, Valley Cats, it's the Houston Astros minor league system, and a lot of current all stars. Like what a weird there. place to to set up camp. Well, I mean, it's right next to Albany. What does I that mean? mean? They, they have the Albany Dutchman, but I don't think that is a minor league system. Um, I'm saying, like, for the Houston Astros to have. In Troy, a minor league, yeah, in upstate New York. Yeah, it's very odd, but they have a lot of prospects coming through here. I mean, 
AJ Reed came through here, Jose Altuve, JD Martinez, Hunter Pence, um, who else? Dallas Keuchel, um, and a few few others uh, been brought through this system. So, yeah, Ben's over us. So a lot of players have that are famous currently have played here. So it's kind of cool. I haven't been to a game yet, but I did go to the stadium and went through like they had a side entrance that was open. So I walked in with my girlfriend uh, to just see what it looked like on the inside. And it was really cool. I mean, it looked like your normal baseball field, but it looked it was a, a smaller version of it, but still a beautiful field. And I want to go get to see a game over there at some you've, point. You've been to a Cyclones game, though, right? Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Not in a very long time, though. I only went that one time with Brad. Yeah, not in a very long time I haven't been there. But this is definitely easier to get to than uh, a Cyclone game. I mean, Cyclones, you take the train, then you take the subway. Yeah, over here it's just a, it's maybe a, a train. Yeah, <laughs> it may be just a 10-minute drive, yeah. which is nice. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, tomorrow I'm going to go see Tim McGraw and Faith Hill concert. So that is uh, exciting. Got tickets for my girlfriend for her birthday, early birthday present. So that's going to be exciting to go check out. Um, and then this upcoming Monday, I have tickets to WWE Albany, a SmackDown house show. So hopefully, obviously, I guess I'm not going to see John Cena because he was announced for Raw. So unless they unless he's private jetting it, like where he goes on in Albany, like first. Yeah, that's the only way I can see is either he goes on either first in Albany or he goes on first in on Raw. Yeah. Which, I mean, he can always open up Raw and then show up to Albany for the main event. I was under the impression he was going to be in a dark match. For Raw? Yeah. Then why announce him? Because that's what they do. They announce, like, come see Brock Lesnar. Which he oh, was, they did. They didn't announce him like actually on Monday Night Raw. I don't believe so. I think it was like, "Come see John Cena on Monday and Tuesday." Oh, I thought that it was just like, hmm. And then Barclays tweeted out that Lesnar was going to be on Raw on Monday, so that adds speculation, huh? And they, and they said like your Universal Champion stuff, but it does yeah, add that's speculation. Always- it's always subject to change, so... Exactly. Everybody's like, oh, some, uh, they spoiled uh, SummerSlam and stuff. They spoiled the main event. Well, I mean, like, but like... They prior... didn't spoil it. They just said that he was going to be there. Yeah, prior to this, even, he was announced for Raw, like, next week. Which was like, uh, what the hell, man? Like, SummerSlam, like, how are you going to have a huge title match at SummerSlam and then not even be on Raw that week? Yeah. So he I was mean, already if, announced for the Raw after. I mean, if they had uh, any champion, if you're advertising any champion, you're going to say, come see WWE champion Jinder Mahal. If, like, right. before exactly. the match. I yeah. mean, it's advertising. Right. And I, mean, I, was, I, I was I was like, what the heck? I want to see Brock Lesnar. He's that attraction that, like, I don't need to see him wrestle on TV in 2017. But I mean, if what's, I'm going what's, live. What's, 
what's more of a spoiler? Come see WWE Champion Jinder Mahal or come see Jinder Mahal. Or come see free agent John Cena (laughs) (laughs) on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so this weekend is going to be very exciting. Uh, It's because Roman Reigns wins the title. Out comes free agent John Cena. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like out of my body right now waiting for tomorrow. I'm like super pumped. I won't be, just so you know, please don't text me. You're going to be at a a concert. I'm going to be there live. I, I absolutely hate when people text me when I'm at an event. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm avoiding all internet. I'm going to watch NXT when we get home. So this way, if Adam Cole or anybody shows up, I'm not spoiled by it. What if, what if Adam Cole shows up and then Heath Slater shows up and they have a Bay Bay off? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine Team Bay Bay. <laughs> so Why can I see? Wait, I can see that going both ways. I can see us being very ha- like happy because it's hilarious, <laughs> and then I can see all the internet fans being so upset that they're using Adam Cole in Team Bay Bay. Let's it's, book it. It's funny because like Heath Slater's big thing is I got kids. Yeah. But, like, he also says Bay Bay. So, if he were to form a team with Adam Cole, they could, I mean, potentially be Bay Bay's kids. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to think, Bay Bay. Why does that sound familiar, Bay Bay? I never watched it. I remember one time my 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 cousin was like, oh, you've never seen Bay Bay's kids? I was like... It's a movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw it once or twice. I've, only, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it. I don't know why. Because if I watched it, I was probably too young to probably watch it. I no, I think it's a. Is it not a children's movie? Or, is it? I, I want to see. No, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if not. I, yeah, I guess it's not a children's movie. Why was my cousin? Why were they watching that at that <laughs> age? Nineteen ninety-two. Yeah, it doesn't say kids movie. It's based off of this guy's stand-up act. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not for children. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, at least. I don't know, but I definitely remember watching it. Yeah, Yeah, no, this... Adam Adam Cole and Heath Slater, Bay Bay's kids. Calling it now. There you go. You heard it here, folks. Calling it, um, yeah. So it's gonna be exciting. What about you? You you're gonna be busy with all pro wrestling. Well, yeah, I got NXT. I got you know, NXT. I got Raw. I got SmackDown. Um, this past, would you be able to handle going to SummerSlam? I don't think I'm gonna be able to handle going to Raw and SmackDown back to back. To be honest, I I feel like I would be. I would go into that WrestleMania mode and just like completely shut down. Maybe halfway through Raw, I would probably shut down and be like very prissy and very like it's like anti-social I, and want to just get away from wrestling. I only really wanted to go to NXT and SmackDown, 
And then they announced... Oh, you kind of messed that one up. Well, no, well, WWE screwed it for me, or Ticketmaster, because <laughs> they announced, like, oh, package deals for Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> so I was like, well, Country Mega Ticket, it only makes sense to go to all of them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm going to buy tickets for Raw and SmackDown. For the price of one ticket, I get two tickets. Yeah. And then I'm in paradise. Hashtag any money. Hashtag yeah. hashtags don't work on the show. <laughs> um, all right, so it's going to be exciting. Talking about uh, price for one and everything like that. You see Talking about, this, about what? Uh, like the mega tickets and stuff. Oh. You see about the movie for- tickets? Yeah, I did. I don't know. Mike, I told him about it, and he went to go sign up on the app. He goes, this doesn't work. I don't think it's out yet. I don't know. I don't think I it's... AMC was trying to get out of it. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's out yet. What's, I don't it, think what's it's, it called? It's called Movie... I'm not too sure. It's sponsored or it's put on or whatever by the founder of Netflix, I believe. Yeah. Um, but apparently you sign up for nine ninety nine, um, and then you get, uh, the ability to go see any movie, any movie, uh, throughout the entire month, one price. And the only catch is that you can't see more than one movie on a single day, but even still, if it's totally worth it, but this is going to be a huge hit on movie theaters. So I'm not surprised that AMC... It's like, to me, it just doesn't make sense, though. I'm curious. Like, obviously, movie theaters... I'm like, I wonder if people go to movie theaters as often as they used to. I know movie box offices and movies are making a lot more money, but is that because of the inflation of the prices? Like, <laughs> if you compare... If you take away the pricing... Are less people going to movies now that you have Netflix out and you have the ability to stream everything illegally and you can buy bootlegs and just like the lack of uh, desire to go to a movie. Like It's like back I, in back in my day, they had combos at movie theaters where you'd get a popcorn and a, a large popcorn and a large soda for 12 bucks. And it's like now you get a large popcorn and a large soda for just standard 12 bucks. It's not a combo deal. It's just, that's what you get. Yeah. It's, I'm, I am curious to see about that price comparison, but I'm not surprised that AMC is trying to get out of this. I mean, I, I don't know if they even like, I don't understand how you get into it. Like, yeah, they should be able to, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the app. I I read the article three or four times. I don't understand it either, but then in comparison, like on the other side of that, can like Universal Studios pull out of that? Because like you go to some movie theaters and it says like you'll go on Wacky Wednesday where it's five dollars or six dollars for a movie ticket in Merrick. And it says on the printed out, sorry, folks, uh, parks closed. Uh, Moose out front should have told you. What I, but like, it I, pretty much says how you're combining, Universal Studios... You're combining uh, three different things. I have no idea. <laughs> like you just quoted Wally World yeah, or uh, Vacation. But, about Universal Studios, which is a theme park? No, no, no. Universal, the Pic- movie. Universal Pictures, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal Pictures, how they say, like, like Spider-Man is excluded 
in the Wacky Wednesdays. So that's going to be full price. Like a lot of movie uh, production companies can pull that movie out of the theater promotion. So I'm curious if they could pull their specific uh, production out of this deal instead of the specific movie theater. I don't know. It's going to be – it's a great thought. I love it because I think that the inflation of the pricing of movies is totally bizarre and insane, and I don't get how it could – yeah, I mean, like I said, the last time I went to the movies, I paid sixteen bucks for a ticket. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how that's justified. You know, how can you charge me six dollars on one day and still make a profit, and then sixteen dollars the day after? You know, yeah. you know, like I, I feel like you could charge six dollars every day and still make a profit. Well, I mean, like, theme park prices for the majority, I believe, they change. Yeah, but I don't – I think, like, if you have one movie theater in the town – if you have a movie theater of town in the town, more than one movie theater charging $12 per ticket, then you have one theater charging $8 every day for a ticket, I feel like everyone's going to go to that movie theater and you're still going to make more pro- – you're going to make profit on that. So it's okay. Well, it's very confusing to me, movie theaters, but like I, I haven't been to, uh, in a long time, but like maybe next weekend I want to get over to see the drive, uh, to you, a drive theater. Oh, I was about to say, you haven't been to the movies in a long time. You just told me you went the other week. Yeah, no, the other week to Spider-Man. I want to go see Annabelle a little bit. It got good reviews. Yeah, um, I'm good on those movies. I kind of want to see a horror movie at the drive-in just to. For that old-fashioned, like, uh, drive-in the horror atmosphere where, like, something happens and then you hear yelps from, like, every direction. Even though I don't think that will actually happen. But. It's like you're living in a fantasy world. You know what? Maybe I am. Speaking of living in a fantasy world, this past weekend... I went up to Cortland for my brother's engagement party, and I had Cracker Barrel <laughs> again. Oh, yes, I did as well. Yeah, it's wonderful. Bam roasted. <laughs> but, yeah, so what did you order? What did I order? I ordered... Um. I forgot what it was called. You had a hamburger? Uh, yeah. I ordered a hamburger. No, I ordered – it was like this cheeseburger something, but it had uh, – what was it? Maple wood bacon, peppered maple wood bacon, I think. And then they had Colby Jack cheese, two beef patties, and then you had lettuce, tomato, and to top it off, it was maple onion jam. You know, what, you know what didn't make sense to me about with that menu is that it they charge less for one patty than they do for the two, and the two equal the one. What do you mean? The two patties are super thin. Uh-huh. They equal the one patty, and they charge more for double patties than they do for a single. 
I mean, I ordered a double patty. Why? I mean, I know your your grandma got the uh, the single patty. Is it actually like the difference in size? It's the the two thin patties put together as one. Really? I would assume so. It's the same thing. No, it's not. How? One patty. You think I you're getting more based off of having two patties? When yeah. does that ever happen on a hamburger? Never. McDonald's, you get thinner ones. You don't I, get the same thick patty as a regular burger. I think you do. I think it's the no same way. same girth. There's no it's way. the same same width as any other burger. No. I think that you get double the width. I'm telling you, there's no way. Based All off right. the pictures alone, they don't look like that. I think they do. But I was I was able to to split pancakes. I ordered the the chicken tenders with the mac and cheese and French fries. Carbs, carbs, and carbs. Yeah, it was delicious though, and I I didn't eat much of it. I took it back to the hotel, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, and then later that night we went out for hibachi, which I don't eat hibachi. I ordered off the menu. Mm-hmm. It was good, but like, dude, the restaurant just, I, I don't understand why, but they were just playing Despacito on loop, the new Justin Bieber song. or the old I don't know Justin why you Bieber. guys didn't ask them to fix it. I don't know. <laughs> it's like you get in there, it's like, like, you, like you're not really listening to the music in there, but you hear it, and then you realize 20 minutes later, it's still happening, and you're like, wait a minute, did this song play... <laughs> When I walked in here, and then it's like you start thinking, and it's like, oh my god, they're only playing Despacito. <laughs> I I would have said something. I would. I mean, if if the if the music's too loud in a restaurant, I do. It ask, wasn't. It wasn't yeah. loud. It wasn't I mean, loud. But if they. But it's the same thing. If they had a song on repeat, I would have asked them to uh, please even lower it even more or turn it off. Like I don't know. Maybe like they only had that one song. Maybe they were like. Maybe they're seeing a prank. Maybe they were playing a prank or something. But like afterwards, my brother's like, "So, Despacito, you like that song?" They're like, "Yeah, you like that song?" Like <laughs> we walked out. Like I don't understand. I don't. I would never. I don't understand why they would play that on loop. Word. So how was everything else? It was good. Next day, why do you, you order the same thing at Cracker Barrel every time? You never try anything off of the like the new else? stuff. Because I don't, I didn't really want a burger. Okay, and that was those are the only two new things these days. Now. I thought that they had a new thing on the on the far right side. I think it may have been underneath the uh, the slim, like the Weight Watchers I don't area. Even, didn't even I mean, see a Weight Watcher menu. Maybe not Weight Watcher, but like the healthy menu the more healthy menu i thought i saw a few new items on there but i'm not too I sure there was something i know, on there I know was- they used to have uh cucumber salad that i used to order not on the menu anymore hmm. but whatever i'm just, I, I was better off with the other stuff anyway i mean not better off but <laughs> i enjoyed yeah. it more um what is the best thing on the side menu? I don't, like the sides? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I was going to... Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to Cracker Barrel again next weekend, I think. Oh, my God. But yeah, it's like... Please never watch your, 
Watch your cholesterol. Never, your never in my life have I been to Cracker Barrel this much in one month. Normally, it's like once or twice in a in a trip. But then you had my dad ask me to go to Boston last weekend. One, two. Then Cortland, I went up this weekend. One, two. That's four. And I'll probably cap it off next week of August with five. I don't. I don't think we'll go more than once, but. Please try something new off the menu. I was going to order fried okra as a side dish, I think. I once did get that. I wasn't impressed. Really? Yeah, I wasn't impressed. I think my favorite thing on the side menu, maybe the fried apples. No, that I don't need. That you get with pancakes, so. Oh. If you order pancakes. I don't don't order their pancakes anymore. Why? I I like the the best thing on on their menu. menu. The best thing on their menu is their pancakes. I like the other stuff on, on their menu more. Their meatloaf is really good. I have not had it. I, uh, I wouldn't order meatloaf there. I don't like meatloaf in general, so no offense to those who liked Cooking with Brandon episode one. Although that meatloaf <laughs> I, was I, delicious. I love meatloaf. Yeah, well. Bad out of hell. Great yeah, album. Wow, where'd you get that joke from? So the next day, though, we woke up mad early, so early on a vacation, uh, and we went to, my mom wanted to go to this lake, I think, and uh, up by like the Finger Lakes, and then my dad, somebody at the hotel told my dad about this Amish place that's there. So we drove like two hours to this Amish barn, It it was just a barn. It was a barn where they were selling jellies, jams, pickles, pies, cookies. I don't even think they had pies, actually. And, like, mm-hmm. other Amish-made products. But I was like, what the heck? Like, I thought this was going to – like, we thought it was going to be a village. It turned out to just be a, a barn. And also, I have to say I'm disappointed with Dunkin' Donuts. I went to I'm – not, I'm not super disappointed with him. I went to Dunkin' Donuts before there because I was starving. Mm-hmm. Like I, I well, I can't eat that that stuff they give in the hotel for free because I don't want okay. like those fake eggs, those potatoes. Always wait. And much. you think you're gonna get real eggs from Dunkin'? I don't go for eggs at Dunkin' Donuts. I go for uh, tuna or chicken salad. I will say their chicken salad is some of the best chicken salad I've ever had. I wouldn't. I mean, I I enjoy I it. it. Delicious. I enjoy their chicken salad. I enjoy their tuna. And like I always – I said that the other time when like I was driving up somewhere with my friend. I was like I, I would go to Dunkin' Donuts and order a chicken salad sandwich. And he goes, they sell donuts. Why would they have that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like it's like some of the best chicken salad I've ever had. Yeah. But I ordered a chicken salad sandwich on a bagel and I said no cheese because oh, – I said no bacon actually. Because down here for whatever reason when you order that, it always comes with bacon and cheese on it. Mm-hmm. So – I get my order and I get into the car and I realize this like I go to open it up the the product itself is burning hot. I'm like, did they not give me the right product? I open it up. It's chicken salad on a a burning hot bagel. I'm like, I didn't order a burning hot bagel. If I wanted it toasted, I would have specified toasted. The guy gets offended at me for ordering no bacon. He goes, "We're we're he didn't say kosher, but he goes, "We don't offer bacon at this." I was like, Okay, that's fine. I don't want bacon. And he was like pissed off that I even mentioned bacon. I was like, all I wanted is the chicken salad on a regular bagel. 
But it was, hmm. it's, I mean, their chicken salad is good. Word. So we went to the Amish bar and that led to nothing. We drove past the Finger Lake. That led to nothing. And, well, I'm uh, glad we're talking about nothing on the show. I mean, no, well, that's where I went. It was, I mean, it was, I liked the atmosphere of it. Mm-hmm. It was nice. They had like the Amish stuff. And then uh, we drove back into town, went to a pizza joint. Ordered two different pizzas. One was a caprese pizza. One was a vegetable pizza. And then we had... Was it Domino's? It wasn't Domino's. It was just like a regular pizza joint, which um, it was Brick Oven Pizza. It's a place in Cortland called Bricks. It wasn't like the pizza down here, but uh, even like the Brick Oven Pizza down here. But it was good. I would go there again. They had a, a fry basket where you could order... Either one type of fried item or all four of them, which was a regular French fry, a sweet potato fry, onion rings, and then fried green beans. The fried green beans were way better than anything I've ever had from Fridays. Their fried green beans are disgusting. But they gave you four dipping sauces. One one of them for the uh, sweet potato fries, they gave you icing. Interesting. I was like, Damn. But I, I didn't, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to dip that into icing anyway, but yeah, no. my family, they were like, what's this? What's this? I was like, well, this is the wasabi for, there's something in there. It's like, uh-huh. the, this is wasabi, whatever dipping sauce for the green beans. This is the spicy ranch or whatever for the onion rings. This is ketchup. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then this is the icing for sweet potato fries. They were like, how would you read the menu? I was like, no, it's just common sense. Mm-hmm. So that was my weekend. They had the. It was a fun engagement party. Hmm. Well, good. Happy you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's get on to some pro wrestling talk. Um. So this past week was very interesting. Uh, we had a lot of ups, some downs. Um. One of the down moments of this week for everyone in pro wrestling, uh, Ric Flair, the nature boy. He was reported as being admitted to the ICU on Saturday for routine monitoring. Um, Which the, this, the his agent tweeted out saying, like, nothing to worry about. Yeah, but then you have Ryan Sadden from Pro Wrestling Sheet saying that this rep is known to uh, not always be so uh, truthful. Um, and that turned out to be correct in the truthfulness because he was medically induced in a coma and had to undergo surgery. Uh, then there were sur- uh, rumors of it was colon surgery, it was heart-related, and there was other uh, rumors that it was heart-related. You could, you're looking, depends on where you look, there's some that say that with the colon that he had to remove a blockage that was the catalyst for a number of different health issues which included the kidney failure on Monday, um, all, all of twitter there was like heavy rumors that he passed away i i and then yeah like they couldn't like, they couldn't get one straight answer there i mean it it's it was all over the place um his fiance and manager denied all of these rumors and said that there was multiple organ problems but i mean I it's had to stem from somewhere. I, I think that they're not being so truthful and and they forward. said they said that he's still in critical condition. 
Yeah, I, I think that they're not being as forward with all these health complications. I think that maybe he had uh, it, something got infected. Is I saw another rumor of that. But I think that his manager and his family aren't being so truthful and straightforward with all that's going on with him, which I don't believe that they really have to be. I know a lot of people say that, oh, we should know – a lot of people believe that we should know the truth of what's going on and all of this. And I think that if it's someone's yeah, health what, and what everything is the, – What is the reasoning for hiding? The, because uh, just for respect and privacy, just for privacy reasons, there's there's – a lot of people want their privacy, and I don't think that there's any reason for it to be out there. I think with all the I conflicting think, reports, though, they should have reported something a lot better than... Well, I mean, on the other hand, let's say that he is in critical condition. He is un having, let's say, kidney failure. He's undergoing dialysis, which is uh, the process I have on here. Uh, the process of removal of waste and excess of water from the blood uh, is primarily used to as an artificial replacement for kidney loss and it's used in kidney failure. So let's say that he's having kidney failure, going through dialysis, and he is knocking on heaven's door. Why are you going to I, I can't see them say being that straightforward about the news and then turning everyone into a huge panic and they, they did that anyway. It happened anyway. That is true. So that that not, is true. Did happen, but not. But they it did not but use the, the best of reporting, huh? They did not use the best of reporting. The the sites. No, anyone in I, general. I I, I agree. Like, how, I how are that, the how are the sites going to say it's this related? It's this related, and then they're going to come back and say no, it's not that related. I think that people were releasing stuff a little bit prematurely, and I don't. But and then on the other hand, I don't think that his family is being so forthcoming with all of the information. But I mean, as of right now, we don't even know if he's how he's doing. We don't know yeah. if he's doing well. We don't know if he's comfortable in bed. We don't know if he's undergoing surgery at this current moment. I mean, it's very, uh, we're in the dark and everything that you read on the internet, you're pretty much reading it from sources that, who knows? And it's like, it could where, be just someone doing clickbait. Yeah, but it's like, and like, if say the sources were legit, where do they get their material from? Everyone says, "I who knows? Yeah, who knows?" It's I mean, weird. but I mean, we don't even know. Like I said, we don't know how he's doing, but we can only wish and pray that he he does pull through everything that he's going through right now that he remains strong and that he gets through this um very just it, it's tough to say anything else outside of that because we're in so much of the dark you know uh yeah, just but well yeah, wishes to, to rick flair yeah yeah on sunday at new japan pro wrestling's g1 climax climax i don't know why i said it like How that Climax. Uh, the finals. Shibata made a surprise appearance. He. Uh, this is, I guess, his first time being back there since suffering that injury, life-threatening injury, back in April, with uh, yeah. against Okada with that headbutt. That stupid spot. Well, it happened, and now. Yeah. He may not. Uh, may never wrestle again. 
Yeah, happy to see him back in the ring uh, or appearing. Um, in other news with New Japan, uh, Tanahashi uh, got a haircut. Maybe, it's, though, like maybe it's a wig. People are still, people went nuts over that. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> he tweeted out this picture that he dyed his hair. Uh, he dyed his hair or he got rid of the hair dye. And cut his hair short. For a movie I role. think that if it is true, I feel like that this is Triple H status in Japan of when he cut his hair. Uh, and I feel like this may not be the best move for but him. But he was doing a, it's for a movie role. So it's not like is affecting. It? Yeah. Even still, I mean, I, I think that if it is for a movie role, then I don't know. Maybe it is a wig now, if it's for a movie role. But even if it isn't, then it's hair grows back. That's like a major thing. Well, the thing is, I think I that... I mean, if, for some people, it grows back. <laughs> it, it takes... It's going to take... He had a lot of hair, so it's going to, of course, take a long... A good amount of period of time it could to... Take, like, it could take six months, maybe. You don't know how fast his hair grows. No, no, I do. I, I'm friends with the hairdresser. I chartered it! I, I'm friends with a hairdresser. Why would the hairdresser know how how long it takes for his hair to grow? I don't know, but I think that if he does grow, I think that he has to grow it back because his long hair is what differentiated him from every other wrestler in Japan because not every other wrestler has long blonde hair, uh, well, streaky blonde hair. That set him apart from everyone else. Like, if you put a little lineup, it he st- it makes him stand out. What? So I feel like that he has to get that back at some point. Speaking of getting back, SummerSlam as well as NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4, alongside Raw and SmackDown returning to Barclays Center. In Brooklyn next year, August 18th to the 21st. Gotta I, say. I, I could have sworn they already like announced that like years ago, but I guess it was just for 15, 16, 17. Must say, I am a little bit disappointed with this news. Why? What are you kidding because me? Because Staples Center makes, had it like 10 years in a row. Well, that's that makes me think that they're going to go back to California for, let's say, four to six years in a row. I think that... I think that for SummerSlam, I don't know. I just like, maybe I just always want NXT is, Takeover Brooklyn. <laughs> like I, I never want to live without Brooklyn. That's a little extreme. I, I mean, like inside the wrestling, like I don't want to have a world where there's no Takeover Brooklyn to look forward to. Still, Marl. Um, but overall, like I still want to see. It travel around. I don't want to always see SummerSlam in Brooklyn. I mean, comparison to everywhere else that they could possibly put on that event, that week-long event. Are they making that much more money in Brooklyn compared to, let's say, Orlando or Texas or Chicago or anywhere else? I think it just goes to, like, I, I don't know how they decide where to go, but I'm sure cities bid on it. I I don't know. Is it how I don't know if that's how it goes if if it's with a bid. Well, there or was those rumors. Just, 
she's out. There were those rumors that they tried to get SummerSlam at Fenway. So I didn't see that. Yeah, it was a few months ago or a few weeks ago that I think we even reported that. They they tried they wanted to do I think they wanted to do WrestleMania at Gillette Stadium and then WWE was like no, so they put in a bid for SummerSlam at Fenway. Which like I'm all for like going for well, maybe not Fenway. Fenway's an awful park for... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't do it at Fenway. That That's limited. Yeah, that's an awful park to do something like that. But like Yankee Stadium, uh, City Field, uh, any other baseball stadium that's not like limited like that, 100%, I'm all for putting a SummerSlam in there. Open-air uh... open stadium. What if it rains? WrestleMania, what if it rains? They have the tarp. What I'm more interested in is seeing SummerSlam, one of these main pay-per-views, going overseas. Yeah, That's what I want to see. I, I want to see something overseas happen. There's rumors of WrestleMania overseas. I think if you're not certain with putting WrestleMania overseas in the UK right now, put SummerSlam over there. Put Survivor Series over there. Test out the market. See how it would work with your numbers and everything. And if it works well, all right, well then five between three to five years down the line, then you can pursue WrestleMania over there. I honestly, like, I don't know. How did they do it prior to this? Like SummerSlam was taped and then aired on pay-per-view here. I, I don't know because before then they didn't have the internet to spoil anything. Right. So, I mean, you watch it, you watch it over there and it's as if it's live. Well, you can't do that these days, so... No, you can't. Um, all right. Uh, I'm looking about- forward. I'm going to hopefully go to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. They broke their... I think the this... Either last year or two years ago, I don't know if they did the TakeOver uh, SummerSlam Raw from the same arena. I think that was the first time it was ever done three times. Mm-hmm. Now it's the first time, I believe, first time ever doing four events in a row in one venue. Very cool. So, uh, something else to relate. Uh, Adam Cole. Uh, they're reported that he officially signed with the WWE as per sites and everything pro wrestling sheet. I think, uh, but I'm pretty positive this was already announced back in May when he uh, had his farewell speeches and stuff like that. That he officially signed. So I don't know why all of a sudden. I guess now because he's maybe reported to the. Performance center, perhaps. I yeah, I don't get it. I'm like, like Chris texted me, and I'm like, yeah, we we knew this already that he signed with them. I, like, so I don't know why that's in the news again. Um, the only thing I could think maybe because it's re- it's close to SummerSlam, they want to get the talk about Adam Cole potentially appearing at NXT to come up again. Which there's a lot to- that's disappointing with that whole NXT takeover card yeah we'll get to that though um i'm not disappointed with the actual card itself just the what's not there yeah well leo rush uh has finished up all of his independent dates uh he should be reporting down to the performance center he finished up with uh mcw yeah and then uh dx yeah degeneration x Celebrating 20 years on August 11th last week. How crazy is that? 
That's wild. You were alive for it for me. <laughs> yeah, that I was. That I was. And so was I, but... <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. I, I just want WW Shop to release a shirt that I could wear. They have these throwback Thursday shirts. Sometimes they have the bigger sizes. Sometimes they're like, nah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. And then, speaking of things that suck... It's being rumored, I don't know if it's like legit or not, WWE apparently canceled Ride Along, as Wish well as Edge and Christian's awful. show and a few other shows on the network, but like more importantly, Ride Along was super awesome. Yeah, it was fun to watch. So, so I hope that's not the case, but I kind of feel like be, it is the case. That would be unfortunate if they did. Yeah. Um, Alberto El Patron was stripped of the GFW championship following suspension due to domestic violence charges, which he was fully cleared for. This is such an odd... I guess they didn't uh, like... I think they said that they didn't like the way he handled the situation, like on social media. Very odd. Very, very odd that you, you strip him now instead of when it was originally... Spoken about, um, very. I feel like they handled this very inappropriately, and I feel like he handled this inappropriately. I feel like this is just a, such a odd situation. Yeah, especially uh, like yeah. Next week's episode is weird too. Nah, but speaking of Impact Wrestling and Global Force, uh, some people leaving. Pope Pope apparently said his goodbyes to GFW. As Thank did, goodness. As did Angelina Love. Yeah, I'm so happy to see Pope gone from there. I'm now I like, now I can actually li- now I could actually watch some of those impact clips. I'm not like I don't want Pope to be gone in general, but like I do. Um, I'd welcome him back to WWE NXT. I think he'd fit in if he would work wrestle again. Whatever you say, please do not say as commentator. No, I would love to see him wrestle again. I was a fan of him, him and Sylvester Turkai. Yeah, his match with CM Punk was a great match. That's sarcasm? Was, oh, big time. Uh, it was reported that Mike and Maria Kanellis... What do you uh, mean? We're talking, about, been, we're talking about GFW. What else is there about them? Kiera Hogan signed. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, John Kier- Morrison... Kira Hogan was signed by a GFW and then Johnny Impact. Which is hilarious because he debuted in WWE as Johnny Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> so, which, I mean, Johnny Impact is their show, at least. Nitro was WCW's. Yeah, so John Morrison, uh, this is big news because he was under contract with uh, Lucha Underground. Johnny Impact. Yeah, so Lucha Underground, I guess, starting to release a few people from contracts who are being more lenient or people running out. Who knows? But it seems like a lot of people are upset with Lucha Underground. And who knows how much longer Lucha Underground will be a thing for. But as I was saying, Mike and Maria, they're not being used for apparently the the shape that Mike showed up in. I don't think there's any truth to that because if he looked like the same shape that he's yeah 
don't you think that if he showed up in poor shape that they didn't want him to show up and they wouldn't put him on television? Wrong. <laughs> Let Wrong? me remind you of somebody named Braden Walker. Bam roasted. <laughs> no, that was back then. And then Chronic also. Chronic was good. Not in WWE they weren't. That was super disappointing. Um, I was a huge Chronic fan. How are they going to just throw them into matches like that without even like working them up? Well, something you're also a big fan of. Netflix's Glow is re- uh, returning for a second season. Yeah, which is awesome. I, like, is I was it? such a fan of that first season. You hated it. You suck. Doesn't matter. I don't hate it. I just don't care for it. I thought it was so good. And WWE is going to get on board with it. Maybe. I think that there are better things out there like Stranger Things they should get on board with. There's no reason for them to get on board with Stranger Things. They're like, Millie Bobby Brown, what is she doing here at SummerSlam? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nakamura Banks, Carmella Neville are going to be appearing on the kickoff show for NXT TakeOver 3. Uh, Kevin Owens and other alumni are going to are set to appear on the show as well. Kevin Owens appeared at the last NXT Takeover event, so should be interesting. It's always cool, like wondering like who they're going to show in the crowd or who's going to be there. Like um, Stephanie McMahon. Hopefully, well, I mean, not even not, say that again. Stephanie McMahon and then Game of Thrones. Why? He showed up in the past, but never on camera. Yeah. No. He was on camera, I believe. Online, he was on. Oh. But, like, I'm saying, like, they should, like, Rick Rubin's been there in the past. They've had, uh, the Outsiders were there. Like, I think he maybe, I think Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, X-Pac were there. Mm. I thought that was cool. That's where, two years ago, Kana, she was there. And then she became Asuka, and by the time the next takeover rolled around last year, she was undefeated champion she wins the championship she becomes i mean she stays she retains the title against bailey and then this year she's broken every record she passed rock and robin's 502 women's championship record yeah she's the longest current reigning champion it's cool stuff but unfortunately they built her up so much who's gonna defeat her i'm hoping i'm hoping i'm hoping it could be like do you want me to go into it and do it? <laughs> You're do like, what? who? And then I'm like supposed to just automatically go, who, who, who? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm hoping that she just like defeats Ember Moon, retains the championship, and then goes right up to the main roster and like, I want competition. I was discussing this with Brad. You know, you uh, like, know what? I, I, I beat everybody in NXT. I'm the current women's champion. Nobody's ever beat me for this title. I want I want main roster competition. I think that would be inter- interesting if she appears on Monday Night Raw to vacate the NXT title, saying that she's proved that all she she because she hasn't been ca- called up, she's been destroying everyone that they've put in front of her. So she has to create her own path. So on Monday Night Raw, she's relinquishing the title and she's and searching then, for more opponents. And then WWE could do one of those tournaments that they love to do so much. They'll do a tournament and or or they or, could just literally they could just put it like, "Oh, by the way, the winner of the May Young Classic exactly is now going to be women's champion in NXT." Exactly. That works Either perfectly. that, I mean, I I, I, I that, kind of have a feeling like she's going to face the winner of the tournament though. 
But if what I say happens and then like the winner of the tournament becomes champion uh, without actually defeating Asuka, that could somewhere down the line build to a main roster feud between the two. Definitely. I feel like that would be great uh, exposure for the NXT Women's Championship as well on the main roster because I would see with Bailey, uh, it doesn't always convert uh, audience-wise from NXT no, to... you're not... You know, you're, you're wrong. WWE that, wrote it wrong. WWE okay, pushed the way WWE other, put, portrays it is wrong. Emma, there's a lot of other people that have because, made the transition. Because, no, no, because WWE does not give them what they need to be given. They gave Emma, she comes up from NXT, she's good, comes up to the main roster, and what do they do with her? They have her debut in the crowd being a super fan or whatever. For Santino, and then they start doing stuff together. Oh, guess what? Not working out. Goes back to NXT, comes back up, puts her with Dana Brooke still, and then they don't do anything with her. Bo Dallas, Vaude Villains. You're naming people that they just don't do stuff. Vaude Villains, they did. Not on SmackDown. They were when they originally came up. No. And same thing with Ascension. They come up as soon as they come. They make their debut. Ascension, I agree with you with. But I think Bailey, yes, they did inappropriately, but the community, the entire audience didn't convert over. Because, There's a lack of because conversion. Because of the way WWE sold them. I disagree with you. I think that that plays a little bit of a factor, but it also shows I, that there's not, not – you cannot expect every single uh, pro wrestling fan who watches – Raw and SmackDown to also watch NXT and know what's going on. Right. I don't think I think that that is an inappropriate perception, and I feel that if you have Oscar, which is on, you're saying that's like Raw, the same which, exact thing though. No, you, I, you're I, saying I, that you can't expect somebody from that like a main roster fan to automatically know who they are from NXT. So. By exactly. the time they so come up from NXT, that. the WWE, they they can't. They're just assuming they write it wrong, and then they so then so then put that NXT put that NXT title holder on Monday Night Raw on SmackDown more than one time, maybe two times, but with that title to get that name of their show out there to this fan. That's so this what, way, something something happens in the ring with Asuka. That's what I Some like when. That, when hold, WWE, on, some, hold on, some of these fans that don't watch NXT will see Asuka and say, whoa, you know what? I've been hearing about this NXT. All right, I'm interested in Asuka. For the record. Now I have a connection with someone on that roster, so I'm going to watch this show. For the record, though, they did do that with Bayley. So Bam roasted. Um, and it didn't work, but I think that that could work again with, made with no Asuka. Because it made no sense. But I... I miss when they did those showcases on Raw. Sami Zayn? Before the takeovers. When they had like Tyson Kidd, Tyler Breeze. All on Monday Night Raw. I liked when they did that stuff. Uh, WWE WWE 2K18 had a first batch of the roster released. Uh, I guess we could run through all these names. Yeah. Uh, We'll just go by, I'll do A, you do B, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Uh, Eliza, uh, Eliza, 
I imagine you're already uh, you're already skipping over the Akira Tozawa, which is awesome. Andre the Giant, the Ascension. You got Bam Bam Bigelow making his return. Baron Corbin, Big Boss Man, which I hope is both Big Boss Mans and not just the '80s cop. I want the '90s version, uh, or the and uh, Attitude Era version. Yeah. You have Big Show. You have Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Bret Hart. Who again? I hope. Like, I don't want the WCW version to just fade away. Like, they spent time to put him in last year. Just put him in again. Brie Bella, British Bulldog, Buddy Roberts, which has hope for both Freebirds, the other two. Brie Bella, uh, I already said that. Bushwhackers are there. Cesaro, the club. Oh, Dean Ambrose, yeah. Dallas, Diamond Dallas Page, which Diesel, again, I, and I hope, Nash. I hope both DDPs make it back. Uh, um, Dolph Ziggler, Dusty Rhodes, Emma, Eric Rowan, Goldust, Hideo Tommy, Jinder Mahal, Kalisto Kane, Lita, Luke Harper, Mark Henry, Nikki Bella, Paige, who, by the way, could be making her return any day soon. Any her return soon? So perhaps maybe the best thing for her. But perhaps Oscar defeats. Ember Moon at TakeOver gets on the microphone. I want competition. I want competition. Boom. Paige comes out. This is my house. Accepts that challenge. Goes, I left here NXT without ever losing my title. Why? She had to give it up. They they said, oh, you you can't be a, a champion on both brands. Because when she debuted on the main roster, she defeated AJ. And I think it was JBL that was commissioner or whatever at the time. And he goes, you can't, there's no, it's, it's impossible for you to work both Raw and hmm. the, the main roster and NXT. You know, I love your idea. Dolph Ziggler's another guy. Hold that- on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I really love your idea. Because if you have Paige come back saying, claiming that she's never actually lost a title, she vacated it. No one beat her. And they couldn't find any competition for her in NXT that she had to go up to the main roster. And now because of the main roster, she wants to find better competition. Obviously, it's Asuka. Paige defeats Asuka, which would be all right, which would be fine. <laughs> which would be all and that right. Would be, <laughs> all right. Uh, but this would be great for Paige because I feel like this would be a huge impact that she needs to make on her return of absence, especially after – before she got um, put on break, I guess. Uh, she was she, really just floating around doing nothing. Yeah, she was floating around. She was picking up losses. Um, she was really a shadow of what she was. So if she defeats Asuka, Asuka goes to the main roster, which would be a great transition. Paige could hold the title for maybe two months. And then she face leading into a thing with the winner of the May Young Classic. And have Paige stay in NXT for a little bit, and then she could go up to the main roster. And it'd be awesome because they could actually just take place at TakeOver. It could be like, oh, I just beat Ember Moon so fast. I want competition. I want competition. Out comes Paige. Okay, you got competition. Put put your money where your mouth is. Put the title on the line. I would love to see Paige feud with... uh, um, uh, Royce, was it uh, Royce and Peyton Royce and Billy Kay? Yeah, Kay. 
I think I would really like that. Huh. And then Good job, Brandon. I was going to say, Dolph Ziggler's another guy that's literally the rumors on the news sites, creative has nothing for you. So he's not being used at all. He's somebody else that could just magically appear in NXT and elevate the brand. Yeah. Um, you got Sami Zayn. Sanity uh, was announced with Sawyer Fulton, who hasn't been seen with the group since the debut of Killian Dane. Uh, Nikki Cross, I almost said Eli Young, uh, Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, who I am a, I am becoming a huge Alexander Wolf mark. Uh, I always talk about his facial expressions and his attitude and his charisma and the way that he holds himself and re- mannerisms, kind of like Dean Ambrose, how he was, he was really over with me in NXT when he first started to do all of that. Um, I feel like that's very similar, but this video of their entrance that they released was sick. Which I wonder if they have like an interchangeable entrance to include Sawyer Fulton in that. I, I'm not too sure, but this – I thought – all right. So before they uncovered their faces, that, I feel like once they got into the ring and unhooded, that was when you actually saw the computer – the video game aspect of their facial expressions and stuff like that. You could be like, oh, it's obviously a video game. But the entrance from the stage itself is flawless. That could easily – that looks like an actual live entrance. I, it, It's perfect. Um, do you agree? I mean it's good. I wouldn't say it looks just like the – Really? I, I thought that with the smoke and everything – it, it didn't lag or like you, like, you know what I mean? Like when you f- see a face of a wrestler, you could obviously see it's a video game, but with this, with the faces covered and everything like that, I thought that it was just spot on realistic. Yeah. So you got it also on the roster, Seamus, Sin Cara, Summer Rae, and the Undertaker. Yeah. That's scrub. Um, yep. Next week, we'll have more roster reveal, I guess, with Samoa Joe as a guest. This week was Goldust. I would definitely say check it out. I'm so happy. I think, I guess, just Wednesdays from now on. All right. But I'm so happy that they went back to the old... Like, we were just talking about how it sucks how they did the roster reveal last year. Now they have a panel. They have Corey Graves, and they have Renee Young hosting it, and then they have special guests. Yeah, and I'm so excited that they're doing this again uh real quick i hope that i've been seeing a lot of rumors about undertaker coming out of retirement i hope they're all fake first of all we don't even know if Just he actually gonna... retired so bam roasted to your thoughts it was never like officially stated that undertaker is retired i feel like other, that other was... than roman reigns saying i retired undertaker at wrestlemania I feel like that so would be pointless. Nah, I'm, nah. I'm sorry. I feel like that would be totally pointless then to take off your uh, your well, hat. You'll have and, to see. You'll you'll have to see how it works. Nobody I'm knows. sorry. If that's not a retirement, then that is a total sham. Wow. And that really makes that your mark. You believe that you bought into it. Oh, I am totally. Yeah, I, I am a mark. You you bought into it. I totally am a mark. You got shocked. Brandon, you got you, you got you got chalked and your money Brandon, was taken. Brandon, are you, you got chalked and your money was taken. 
Brandon, are you a mark? You got chalked, and your money was taken. I am. Brandon, are you a mark? You got chalked. Brandon doesn't like to admit that he is a mark, which is kind of sad. I don't throw that. I don't say that I'm not a mark. Oh, you do. I do a show called Marking Out. You're such a mark. Do I do the show called Marking Out? All right. Well, let's get on to it. Indie results. Uh, on the 11th, Battle Club Pro, The Bounty in Kings County, New York City. Flip Gordon defeated Myron Reed. Uh, Logan Black defeated Shane Mercer. Ugly Ducklings picked up the victory over the Heavenly Bodies. Uh, MJ Jenkins defeated Deanna Perrazzo. Uh You got British Strong Style defeat the Carnies. Uh, Matt McIntosh. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Keep your eyes on the Carnies. I've been seeing them appear a lot, and they could be the next big tag team to be watching. Just saying. Uh, British Strong. Oh, you already read that. Matt McIntosh defeated Anthony Bowens, Brute Van Slyke, and Mike Verna. Shane Strickland defeated Matt Cross. And Pete Dunn defeated Darius Carter. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, during this match, at the end of it, uh, Darius Carter went for a pedigree to uh, Pete Dunne, uh, causing him to split his head, had to receive stitches, and this took Pete Dunne off of the upcoming, for that weekend, the Progress event, uh, 12 and 13, where he was set to face Tyler Bate for the no. UK... Gallagher. Uh, no, Jack Gallagher. No. Yeah. Who's? Gallagher. Jack Jack Gallagher. Okay, I thought that he had a UK title match. Yeah, against Jack Gallagher. Jack Gallagher is the UK champion? No, Pete Dunne is the champion. Oh yeah, Pete Dunne is the champion. You see, that's how often they advertise them. Uh, believe 144 on the 11th Orlando, Florida. Casey Lennox defeated Amber Nova. Uh, and then the SCW Florida Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Aaron Epic picked up that victory and won the title from Josh Hess. Evolve 90 and Jop of Maryland on the 11th. ACH and Ethan Page defeated Catchpoint. Darby Allen picked up the victory over Craig Mitchell. Austin Theory defeated Jason Kincaid, who I am becoming a Jason Kincaid mark. I am, I am enjoying what I'm seeing. For the Evolve Tag Team Championships, Anthony Henry and James Drake defended their title successfully against Rory Gulak and Tracy Williams. Keith Lee defeated Timothy Thatcher. Progress Atlas Championship on the line. Champion Walter successfully retaining that title against Fred Yehi. Matt Riddle defeated Leo Rush. Thunder rolls over here as Evolve 91 in New York City took place on the 12th. Ethan Page picked up that victory over ACH. Darby Allen defeated Timothy Thatcher. For the Evolve Tag Team Championships, Anthony Henry and James Drake retaining those titles against Jason Kincaid and Fred Yehi. Mark Haskins defeated Austin Theory. Catchpoint defeating the South Pacific Power Trip. WWN title four-way match on the line. Matt Riddle, the champ, defeated Keith Lee, Tracy Williams, and Walter. Going back to the 11th, House of Hardcore 32 in Freehold, New Jersey. Matt Stryker picked up the victory over Vic Delicious. Angelina Love defeated Catered. Joey Mercury Defeating Bull James. I had no idea Joey Mercury wasn't with WWE anymore. There you go. Petey Williams defeated Alex Reynolds with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Petey Williams, I believe he is officially out of retirement now. Yeah, made his return to Impact. To yeah. Global Force Wrestling. 
Jeff Cobb defeated Nick Aldis. Bobby Fish defeated Retitis. In an Anything Goes match, Bully Ray picked up the victory over Sammy Callahan. Spirit Squad defeated Team Tremendous. In a hardcore three-way match, MVP defeated Jake Hager, FKA Jack Swagger, and Tommy Dreamer. Before we do bring up the next event, I'm just going to mention that we mentioned Petey Williams coming out of retirement, retiring Davey Richards. I uh, he made oh, yeah. an announcement that he was officially retiring to oh, pursue to school to become a EMT doctor. No, medical doctor. Medical doctor. Yeah, he is going to pursue uh, medical school. So, I I think that is he's been working on his EMT for many years, even back when we were. When we, well, when I saw him in Ring of Honor, maybe 10 years ago, he was working as an EMT. So congratulations for him on making this on the retirement, and we wish him the best of luck for uh, that future. Yeah. Um, House of Hardcore 33 on the 12th, Philly, um, Pennsylvania. Lance Anawai defeated Vic Delicious. Nick Aldis defeated Bull James. Rock and Roll Express and Bully Ray defeated the Spirit Squad. It's an odd teaming, but that's awesome. Joey Mercury defeated Tommy Dreamer. MVP defeated Brett Titus. Petey Williams picking up that victory over Alex Reynolds. He, they, they were the ones, and also Anthony Blitz and Bobby Fish were in the match. Um, but Petey Williams, Alex Reynolds, and Tony Nese were the ones that were like killing it, right? Yeah. Hard can, I just, can I just say that I this is one thing I don't like that they always book? Those, what? Yeah, I really like Alex. Like We are huge fans of Alex Reynolds. Really like Petey Williams. The one thing with House of Hardcore is they keep on pitting Alex Reynolds and Petey Williams in the same matches together. I guess because like they going always... Back to, I guess because they're good. Nice. I guess because they're good matches. Yeah, but going back to even with Tony Nese, you know? How was how Bobby Fish in this card? I'm, like, I, I don't know. It, it must be because of the Tommy Dreamer Association, you know? I don't know. Um, yeah, Dan, uh, but continuing on... Uh, but they, but Petey Williams and Alex Reynolds, not to, it's no knock on them. They are always putting on great matches, uh, so it's not a knock on any of that. Uh, Dan Barry took on Matt Stryker, and it went to a no contest. And Jeff Cobb defeated Sammy Callahan. MCW final hour on the 12th in Joppa, Maryland. Leo Rush took on the Bruiser, his trainer, uh, and this went to a no contest. And then Leo Rush teamed with his trainer, the Bruiser, to pick up a victory over the Rock and Bull Express, the Winner Circle, Dante Caballero, Joey Keys, Ken Dixon, and Rob Locke. Uh, Rob Locke. Uh, so very awesome that he gets to finish where he started. Best of luck in NXT. Yeah, uh, we know he's gonna he's gonna kill it. And what can if you haven't watched his little uh, short documentary on YouTube, it's maybe like five minutes long, I think. Well worth it. It talks about him really breaking into the business and then how quickly it took off for him. He, I don't think there's many people out there that is doing what he is currently doing, uh, becoming. A, a big a stud of the indies and then being signed to WWE within the first three years of his career. Um, awesome stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, you had Warriors of Wrestling hit the lights 2017 on the 12th of August, taking place in New York City. Chavo Guerrero Jr. picked up the victory over Chris Steeler. Uh, wow, women's title on the line. Nikki Adams picked up the victory over Madison Rain. And the No Limits Championship was defended in a three-way match. Sonny Kiss picking up the victory to become the champion, defeating Chris Banks and the former champion, Chris Banks, and Joey Ace. Um, progress on the 12th in New York City. Jack Gallagher picked up the victory over Je uh, Zach Gibson. Deanna Perrazzo teamed up with Ginny to defeat Dahlia Black and Dakota Kai. Progress Atlas title number one contendership on the line. Timothy Thatcher defeated Donovan Dijak. In a no disqualification match, Jimmy Havoc picked up the victory over Joey Janela, where the fans basically made this match. Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, keep it up through all the uh, clips that were being posted online, which just looked amazing. The entire thing. Uh, no, amazing. Uh, yeah, Mark Haskins picked up the victory. Oh, now I know oh, the Mark I'm on of the week. Uh, Mark Haskins picked up the victory over Austin Theory, Keith Lee, and Mark Andrews. For the Progress Tag Team Championships, British Strong Style defending those titles uh, against South, the South Pacific Power Trip. Uh, went to a no contest, though. Yeah, uh, two-on-one handicap match. Travis Banks picked up the victory over British Strong Style. And then the Progress Atlas oh, champ. Just to say, I believe, I, I don't know much about what went on, but I believe this all went down because TK Cooper got injured. I think he, during the match, he may have broken his ankle. Oh. I'm not too, I did not look into this because I just hadn't got a chance to yet. But I do know TK Cooper uh, was severely injured. So this may have explained the why it became a two-on-one handicap match. That's so just uh, very. Uh, we wish TK Cooper the a speedy recovery on that. And uh, yeah, it's as you said, very unfortunate. And then the Progress Atlas Championship was on the line. Matt Riddle defeated the champion Walter. Yeah, the next night in Boston. Jeff Cobb defeated Mark Andrews. Dakota Kai picked up the victory over Deanna Perrazzo and Ginny. Jack Gallagher defeated Travis Banks. Matt Riddle defeating Martin Stone. Jimmy Havoc defeated Zach Gibson. And the Progress Tag Team Championships were on the line again. British Strong Style defeated Timothy Thatcher and Walter. Successfully retaining those titles. Yeah. I... Yeah. yeah, just on the 13th, New Japan Pro Wrestling, G1, Climax, the... Climax? Why do I keep saying Climax? <laughs> the finale, uh, the final match, you had Naito defeating Kenny Omega to win it. I'm actually very happy with this outcome. I'm happy to see Kenny Omega lose. Uh, just he's, because he's, he's your U.S. champion. Yeah, I mean, not to sound un-American or anything, but I... I feel like he is becoming the John Cena over there with we always see his name we always see like him picking up victories I could be totally out of the loop and wrong um but I'm happy to see Nato uh pick up the victory because he's been really getting over recently with trying to with like destroy like de trying to destroy all the championships you know and like yeah. like physically like like win the title, like the title, and then destroy it. How he said he's going to destroy the U.S. title if he wins. If it. he wins it, I'm going to throw it out. Yeah. yeah, and then they give him, present him the the trophy for winning this 
tournament, and he yeah. proceeds to go ahead and pretend that he's ready to throw it on the ground. I, I think it's it's funny. It's genius. Yeah. So awesome stuff. And then next weekend you got Floyd Mayweather taking yeah. on Conor McGregor in a boxing battle where they proved the lighter gloves. Yeah, it's I think it's eight pound gloves now. Um, it's going to be one. I I don't know what it's going to be. Do you believe I the hype of McGregor? I don't even. At this point, I just want Mayweather to lose. I don't care about the fight in general. I, Maybe I, I'll try to see it when I'm in Atlantic City. I don't know if I will. Oh, I'm sure they have. They, they have like, yeah. but like they have like actual places like theaters playing it for like fifty bucks and sixty bucks and stuff. I'm not paying. I would that. assume in the casino they would have it playing. Yeah, that's what I would assume too. But who knows? Yeah, but I. Otherwise, that, there's Periscope. <laughs> yeah, right. I really hope McGregor picks up the victory because, like you said, I, I want to see Mayweather lose. Yeah. I I don't like his attitude. And the thing, the difference between him and May and McGregor is McGregor, I think, is gimmick, and he knows how to play a crowd and make money. You know, and Mayweather, I think, believes and buys into all of the the crop that he puts out there. Like, I really think that that's how he is. And McGregor, I think, is just a showman. Yeah. But who knows? I could just be falling for the entire scam of Mayweather, you because know? Because you were chalked and your money was taken. Yeah, I can totally Everybody. Be- Everybody was chalked. I mean, for all I know, he could be the nicest guy in the world. Mayweather, I mean, it's like, hey, Mr. Mayweather, nice to meet you. Oh, thanks. Here's a million dollars. Here's a hundred bucks, a thousand dollars. Oh, by the way, I noticed you do a podcast. Would you like a bumper? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mayweather, thank you. Yeah. But um, that's outside the ring news and everything, indie upcoming. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase and you're listening to Marking Out. And remember, everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> Welcome back to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 241. It's 341. Oh, me. Why do I always do that? Every time I write down the episode number, I I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, but, yeah, sports entertainment. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Dean Ambrose kicked off the show addressing the entire situation with Seth Rollins and his actions. Uh, and, yeah, just leading up to Seth Rollins making his way down to the ring. And then they, of course, they played to the crowd, teased the entire uh, fist, uh, pit, uh, the shield fist bump. Yeah, like Ambrose was going to do it, and then Rollins was like, no, and then Rollins was going to do it, and Ambrose was like, no. Then they argued. They pushed each other back and forth. They had a cat fight randomly. Yeah, a- Ambrose initiated that following like him saying that he doesn't even know if he could trust himself. Yeah, and then Sheamus and Cesaro came out to attack them. Pure irony there that a team that wanted nothing to do with each other last year was the one that drove the Shield back together. Um they were able to fight Sheamus and Cesaro off, and then they finally did the fist bump. Everybody in the crowd went nuts. And then Kurt Angle was like, by the way, SummerSlam Tag Team Championship match. Shield versus Cesaro and Sheamus. 
Yeah. Now, at SummerSlam, do they come out to S.H.I.E.L.D.'s theme song, or do they both come out separately because, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. theme song is Roman Reigns' theme song? <laughs> uh, that's a tough little uh, conundrum because originally I was going to say I think that would get a huge pop to do... Uh, <laughs> Not in 2017. <laughs> Unless you have them saying Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Limo, Delta, Shield. That, you know what? I could see that being really cool. As opposed to Roman Reigns, where it skips that out. If you do that, I could see that happening. That would be cool. Yeah, so up next, you had the number one contendership for... Oh, they did end up pounding that out. I believe they I said that. They did face bump. I definitely said that. Oh, sorry. Um, for the women's match to see who's going to be on going to SummerSlam to face Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks picked up the victory against Nia Jax. Uh, Alexa Bliss was sitting on a lifeguard stand, which was hilarious. That they just randomly I, they had a lifeguard stand there. I agree. I think that this was just hilarious that she was there on a lifeguard stand. Um, yeah, there was a few moments of this. I enjoyed like, the back and forth between. Sasha and Nia Jax here, but like, I kind of feel like I wish, I wish Nia Jax was more dominant here. Like she showed dominance, but like she just, she tapped out. I know. I I really love that spot where she flings Sasha Banks into the barricade. Um, am I the only one that doesn't like the double knee stomp? The double knee, uh, why? To uh, buy whatever faces Sasha Banks. Why? Why? I I don't like the aspect that the opponent has to hold themselves up there. Well, that's anybody who does that. Del oh, yeah, Rio no, was that's... the worst when you had, when he had it in like the middle of the rope. They had to like hold themselves in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like that. But for this match, if uh, Bailey ends up, or if Bailey doesn't turn. On like at SummerSlam or on Raw, on uh, Sasha Banks, then I really would have preferred Nia Jax to do this instead to win. I I agree. I really. But if would this have, is like, if this is leading to a heel turn, I'm all for it. I would have really liked to see Nia Jax pick up the victory in this. Um, up but... next, super disappointing kind of uh, Elias Sampson versus R Truth never happened because Elias Sampson just attacked R Truth before the match happened. Uh, I was hoping Sampson or sorry Elias would just make the cut for SummerSlam somehow, but yeah, because he, I... he he's been having kick killer matches on Raw. Yeah, and and his T-shirt. Yeah, dude, his new shirt is sick. I love that it's it's an actual concert T-shirt, you know. And it starts in Brooklyn. Yeah, he may not even be in Brooklyn. Who knows? I I hope they find a way to add him. Well, I mean, um, it starts on Monday. It says so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Big Cass in the ring with a shark cage, uh, addressing Enzo and Big Show, um, and. I thought it was a really good promo. He had incredible heat from Boston. Yeah. I was surprised with it, too. I, I thought it was great. And yeah. then you had Big Show come out, get in the ring. You had Enzo Amore outside the ring try to distract him. Uh, and then the club came out and attacked Big Show and Enzo. They used the shark cage to injure Big Show's hand, which maybe going forward, 
Cass is going to maybe be teamed up with them in a faction. Like, uh, that would be interesting. I mean, I did think that their involvement was very random. Well, because I guess they defeated them last week. Mm-hmm. So it's like tied in there. But even with that, it's super random. And it's like what's stopping them from interfering on Sunday? Should, mm-hmm. should the club also be getting into a shark cage? Should the club be getting into a shark cage? No. Oh, I'm, I mean, obviously not, but like what's stopping them from interfering? Maybe that's the huge SummerSlam spot where the club goes and interferes. Enzo gets out of the cage somehow because he, he mentions Harry Houdini, doesn't he? Doesn't I he think might? so. Well, the, the entire aspect Dude, apparently... En- Enzo is going to Harry Houdini himself out of that cage, diving crossbody onto the club. I think that would be a sick spot. And the thing is, apparently the reason why he's in a shark cage is because of all that rumors about him being kicked off of the bus for being annoying and uh, people just being really unhappy with him. I'm like, I see and these rumors the reason, and I'm like, I- I'd probably get kicked off a bus, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, he's, but he's in a shark take be- uh, cage because he hates, he's afraid of heights. He has a fear of heights. Yet his finisher um, was from the top turnbuckle? Come on. How about it? So it'll be pretty interesting to see how this plays out. I mean, uh, I don't know what to do with Enzo, though. Well, moving on for the Cruiserweight Championship, Akira Tozawa picked up the victory over Neville, King Neville, dethroned. I didn't understand why this was a match. Nine months over. Before SummerSlam even comes. Nine months. I don't understand why it happened on Raw as opposed to SummerSlam. And the match is still taking place on SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Which, um, the, the reason, like, when it, when it was happening on Raw, I was like, oh, of course Neville's going to win. Like, I don't see Tozawa winning. But I, I enjoy this match, and I hope Tozawa now doesn't lose the title at SummerSlam. I I hope he doesn't lose the title at SummerSlam as well. Uh, it's you had Cruz come just, out and celebrate with them, Titus Worldwide. It, it just doesn't make sense to me because now you go on to SummerSlam, you can either have Tozawa pick up the victory over Neville, which Neville has been defeated zero times in the past nine months, and. Now he's going to lose two times in a row. Well, let's, Giffen, let's it could be it could be like Tazawa's his kryptonite. Yeah, but then but then after that, if if Neville does defeat Tazawa, who next? Who next? Who? Who? No, I was. You should have said who's next. Yeah, but I mean, fast flash. No, fast forward. There you go. I was going to say flash forward, but flat fast forward to 205 Live, Neville was all disheveled. He came out all disheveled and everything, so maybe Tozawa is his kryptonite. Yeah. Which might be the two times in the history of 341 episodes that we've ever mentioned kryptonite, which is now the third time. Hmm, there you go. <laughs> um, next up, you had Bray Wyatt pick up the victory uh, over Finn Balor, but this started all with a brawl backstage uh, to the point where Kurt Angle was just like, 
that's it. You guys are having a match tonight. Which, again, though, is so confusing. Makes no He couldn't say, all right, like, like he did the week before with Lesnar and all of them, that he doesn't want anybody touching each other. Yeah. And then... This like, they, week, like, this couldn't... Like, it could have just been, a like, a thing where... Bray Wyatt attacked Balor and covered him in blood. There was no reason to actually have that match. It could have easily been a, a tag team match even. No, there or was no been, reason to have a been, match. Yeah, it could have been just Balor being backstage in the locker room in this, and having a bloodbath. Yeah, the lights I go mean, out, bloodbath happens, whatever. He's knocked out on the, on the floor. I, and I hate the fact that WWE was like, Demon Balor will be facing Bray Wyatt at SummerSlam. Ah, I know. Like, so pretty much, the, like, I don't understand. Like, there's no need for that. Like, there was no need for this match to take place on Monday Night Raw and then for them to even further confirm that the Demon could have, is going to be there. Is going. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that shock and awe factor of the Demon appearing at SummerSlam is part of the fun. Which now has it's, me, now has me hoping that Demon Balor does not appear at SummerSlam. Okay, now you're being now no. you're taking it to the extreme. No, I'm not. I'm really not because that Why? that because that's I was. Oh I thought come it was on! Awful. You no. know you want to see the demon. Live. I really. I I'm not going to be there. So bam roasted. Oh, well, even still, <laughs> I I I've seen I, him live I'm not gonna, already. I'm not going to deny that. I definitely want to see the demon, and I as all of us expected the demon to come, but I did not want it to be confirmed. Yeah, I just thought that was stupid. And leading, stupid, leading into stupid, unless there's a bigger picture here, Mickey James defeated Emma, which is just annoying. Hopefully we'll see Emma at some point become like so furious where she's losing loss after loss and she just snaps and goes after the whole women's division or something. You know what? I wouldn't mind that because that performance that she had last week was just really good. Uh, and Emma, I Last do like that they played up. The, I like that they played up. Mickey James played up. Uh, Emma go, taking it to Twitter, which rumors have it that may have put her in the doghouse a little bit with her tri- Twitter uh, rants. But overall, I, I Mickey James's kick, her finisher stinks. It always what? has stunk. What? I that the the Mick kick or whatever she calls it now. Why? I. I don't think that it's good. It it it's like it takes her three like two sec. It feels like two seconds to do a complete turnaround with that kick. I I'm not a fan of that kick. It's compare that kick to Alistair Black doing the same, pretty much the same kick, and look at the difference. Well, you know, speaking of kicks, this is completely random. But do you know O O I four K debuted on Impact? Oh, really? As Ohio versus everyone. Well, that's that's awesome. And we're talking the Chris yeah. brothers, right? Yeah, and they Not absolutely they absolutely killed it last no night. No Sammy Callahan, though, right? No. Okay. But well, they they absolutely killed it. They were throwing kicks everywhere. It was awesome. That's awesome to see the Chris brothers uh, appear on Global Force. I will definitely pursue watching that clip. I think that's awesome. Um, but. Continuing with Monday Night Raw, in a non-title match, Jason Jordan picked up the victory over The Miz, who was with The Miz, by DQ. Uh, Miz got involved, attacked Jason Jordan. Hardy Boys made the save, and then we go to commercial break. And then we come back. Oh, and 
during the commercial break, it was announced that this is now a six-man tag team match, and the match is already in progress. Yeah, which Jason Jordan and the Hardy Boys picked up the victory against Miz and the Miz-Taraj, which um, I just wish they didn't pluck Jason Jordan from a tag team division, only to have him coming to Monday Night Raw needing backup, throwing him into tag team situations. You know what? I am okay with this because it's still separate. If anything, I think that this should separate as Hardy Boys pairing off with Miz Trosh and um, Miz pairing yeah, where, where, But where did it get him? Got him to a kickoff show. Okay, I disagree with that. That it's on, I disagree with the kickoff sh- show aspect. It's like, it's like, oh, you get the kickoff show and then Monday Night Raw, we, went, we didn't have enough time on SummerSlam, which SummerSlam, by the way, First time in 29, 30 years or whatever that there's 13 matches on a card. This is the longest SummerSlam card at I all. I thought there was 12. No, there's 13. Oh, I forgot to write down the tag team match. Okay. So perhaps Monday Night Raw, we see Miz versus Jason Jordan for the title where Jason Jordan picks up the victory. I hope that's well, not the case. but Yeah, that's, that's why I disagree with you with not enjoying this. Because I'll be, I, in my mind, I see this as breaking down to Jason Jordan versus Miz for the IC title, and the Jason Jordan walking away yeah, with the title. But he still needed help from. But you got it. He he needed help, yes, but he needed help as most wrestlers, unless you are a powerhouse, would require some help in a three-on-one match. Well, you can even say a four-on-one match because Maurice plays a distraction uh, it's, aspect. It's Maurice, Maurice's Bell's father. Maurice. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, all right, so next up. Oh, so we're on to the big uh, the talk. Yeah. Paul Heyman. Kurt Angle introduced Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, for the face-to-face-to-face-to-face. Uh, Samoa Joe cut them off. Braun Strowman, finally Roman Reigns. Um, and this right when Roman Reigns enters that ring. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, he rocks Samoa Joe with a spear. And then right after, you get Braun power slamming Joe, leaving Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, stare down. And then security ambushes. Which Um, we knew a bunch of them, which was awesome for them. Yeah, I mean, very happy for a lot of them, especially Damien Gibbs, uh, the man of the hour. Which completely broke the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But what's your... Okay, so what is your thoughts? Because I think me and you disagree uh, a little bit. I think, for me, this made Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns look a little weak. Because you had, at the end of Monday Night Raw, the thing that was set up was Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Them being held back by security. Security couldn't do it, so they sent out the Monday Night Raw roster. They're being held back. Shouldn't they have also been having to hold back Samoa Joe. Joe came very close to beating Brock Lesnar. Joe took out Roman Reigns last week. Should well, they've also been having to carry back Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns took out the freaking Undertaker. The problem with this is I see what you're saying, but I understand the spotlight being on Lesnar Braun, being the two bigger uh, powerhouses of the match. But... I do agree with you that that does take away from Joe and Reigns. If anything, this entire uh, aspect of Braun and Lesnar 
should have been built for a separate feud of Lesnar versus Again, Braun. Maybe it, maybe it will be, though. But the thing is, I feel like that entire uh, security breakdown and stuff for the two of them should have been held off for that aspect because it, it just makes ha- I'm sure it'll happen again. They just they have, they every single time you have somebody something with Brock Lesnar, there seems to be that spot now. But the thing is, I don't like the I do not like that they actually got their hands on each other a little. I think that it would have been sufficient if it was a stare down, and then security gets involved. They take out like I think Undertaker did this once. It was someone else, and they totally demolished the security in the spot. But then they meet in the center of the ring, and then another stare down. No action, stare down, mm. and then cut. I think that would have been uh, all right. Well, I mean, yeah, you still you still take a little bit of the shine off of Reigns and, and Joe, but I think that would have been a little bit better. Moving from Monday Night Raw to SmackDown, you had Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers open the show. Uh, and for India's Independence Day, they had like uh, dancers and singer. Yeah, happy Independence Day to uh, those who celebrate. And he was speaking about John Cena and how he's going to beat Nakamura. And then Nakamura came out and he said that he's going to be champion at SummerSlam. Okay. What I do like about this, first off, I I, I, don't, I go back and forth with how they use this in a heel aspect where the fans are booing. But then the fans aren't booing the Independence Day of India. They're booing Jinder Mahal. Right. So I feel like you have to separate that entity. Um, but I do like that Nakamura, when he came out, one of the, the first thing that he said was, he, I, I forgot the wording, but it was about that he wants a world of peace, or he wants peace. Like, like coming off of the fans booing this Independence Day, he pretty much starts off that he's he wants peace. But he's which I, I mean, him. I have to say, Jim Cornette did a good job of controlling the crowd on Impact. I didn't see it because he fired he fired Bruce. Um, Richard and the the fans started chanting and they were cursing mm-hmm. and he goes no 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 let me do it let me do it so I thought that was good because they have to censor the curses yeah of course which is I think it's weird that they do that but mm-hmm. but yeah so Nakamura is basically saying to Jinder Mahal that he's gonna defeat him and become champion uh, yeah. First match of the evening, you saw Natalia defeat Becky Lynch, Naomi on commentary. Um, I, I thought it was a good match for to to build up Natalia for SummerSlam. She wins with I, the sharpshooter. Yeah, I thought it was a decent match. Um, and then afterwards, Natalia attacked Becky Lynch again, and uh, Naomi ran her off. And then Carmella came out with James Ellsworth, basically being like. Good luck, but guess what? I'm the money in the bank holder. I can cash in whenever I want. I don't care who's champion. I could just cash in. Yeah. So fingers are still crossed that she that she cashes in on the last day possible. I 
I hope that it's whenever never been she does done. cash in, she wins. It's never been done, yeah. Up uh, next, you had Chad Gable defeating Rusev via disqualification, which I thought was kind of annoying. Um, just basically where because of where Chad Gable is. Mm-hmm. Like you had Rusev completely ignoring the referee here, but um, Chad Gable had like some killer matches on SmackDown recently. And then it just fizzles out, went nowhere. Yeah. It's like, I don't... You well, had, this was you a good match. Randy Orton, you had Randy Orton. No, nothing happened. I, it I wasn't did a like, match. It wasn't a match. I, Russo I, just I, beat I, up Chad I Gable. did like that. He did a bile, He executed a really nice belly-to-belly to Rusev. But the majority was just Rusev breaking. Which it had to do. Rusev just then, really demolished him with the steps, tossed him over the table, and then put, uh, put him in the accolade on the table. Yeah. Uh, got on the mic, called out Randy Orton. Didn't even have a chance to call yeah. out Randy Orton and got hit with the RKO right away. But it's like it's also it's like annoying though because it's like Neville versus Tozawa is on the kickoff show for the Cruiserweight Championship. New Day versus the Usos on the kickoff show for the Tag Team Championships. Orton versus Rusev is just on the main card. Not even on, the, not over a main title, not over any title. Well, they don't want to take the shine off of I Orton, which there is no ability no. to take the shine off of Orton. I think that he... He could be on the pre-show. Yeah, I agree. With, I, I, I feel like I feel like in their, perso- their perception is if they put Orton on the pre-show, it's going to make him look bad. But because of what Orton has accomplished, I don't think he can ever look bad. And it, it, yeah, only, there's no like yeah. I think it could only look good to put him on the pre-show, which is like oh, Randy Orton's on the kickoff show that elevates everybody else on the kickoff show. Even if you want, you can have two matches go before and have Orton as that last match before you go into the pay-per-view. This way, you have maybe more people in the audience for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that that would have been a good idea. Now instead, we have two championship kickoff shows uh, matches. And then a random tag team. Yeah. Uh, which I can, I can only assume that some of these matches are going to be five minute long because of the amount of matches that we do have on this. Well, uh, it does start at 5 p.m., so. Wait, what? It starts at 5. What time does the actual pay-per-view start? 7. Oh, so, okay. Uh, next up, you had a non-title match, Usos. No, you had Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, yeah. and Shane O'Mac in the ring. Talking about SummerSlam, and Shane basically told AJ Styles that he didn't have to apologize for what happened last week. And they kind of like played up AJ being paranoid about Shane using what happened last week against him in the match at SummerSlam. And uh, then AJ Styles and Kevin Owens started shoving each other. And Kevin Owens hit went to super kick AJ Styles and hit Shane McMahon. Yeah. So perhaps we are going to see that rumored match between them. What rumored match? Yeah, I think it was rumored that Survivor Series that we'll see Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. Oh, I never heard that. Well, I mean, you wouldn't hear it anyway. You'd be reading it, so. Yeah, I never Waka heard Waka. that. <laughs> I don't. Maybe, what about a triple threat match of them? It could be. Um, next up, you had Usos pick the victory in a non-title match over the New Day. Um, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Um, thoughts? I would have preferred for this match to not happen. 
I, you know what? I feel like if I feel like it would be hypocritical to say we didn't like Balor Wyatt being used on Raw, even Zazawa and Neville on Raw, and then say that we were good with this. Like granted, I feel like be hypocritical. Granted, Kofi Kingston's not going to be at the match in the match at SummerSlam, but Xavier Woods Wait, will Kofi be, King- and the Usos are going to be. So we know this for sure. Yeah, they made. They said it. It's going to be Big E and, and Xavier Woods. Oh, you know what? I'm really happy that Xavier Woods is in these tag team matches a lot more often than like usually when they had the title reign. Usually it was Big E and Kofi. While Woods was on the uh, on the trombone, right, and now he's incorporated into the actual match a lot more recently. So I'm really happy with that. I'm just uh, I'm happy for the Usos. I think this incarnation of them is like the best in their career. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Fashion Peaks. The finale of it. The Ascension. Yeah. The Ascension came in, gave them uh, a half-eaten pie or a whole-eaten pie. Um, which had some things in it, like a Band-Aid, and then it had a note. And Fandango saw the future, and he said that something big is going to happen in the tag team division. Um, or to the tag team division. And then it said Brizango will return in 25 years, which then changed to two weeks, which sucks because I wanted to see them in Brooklyn. Yeah. I was looking but forward is, to seeing them on SmackDown. Which is funny because in Twin Peaks... They mention, I'll see you in 25 years. Um, yeah, meaningless to me. Yeah, totally meaningless to you. <laughs> um, next up, you had John Cena in an untitled match against Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion with the Singh brothers. Singh brothers got involved during the match holding John Cena's leg and then caused, that, uh, caused them to get tossed out from ringside. John Cena, yada, 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 stuff took place. John Cena hit him with the AA kick out, and then he hits him with the super AA off the top rope. It's the middle rope. Middle rope. About to pick up the victory, but then Baron Corbin interrupts that pin. Before we continue... I want to say how I hated how they were billing this match. Agreed. They were billing it as one of the biggest matches in SmackDown Live history. Didn't we just do that? use that same build but, last week? Like we saw, like, ago, first of all, the match last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, like that's literally one of the biggest matches. You have the king yeah. of WWE versus one of the kings of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's way bigger than John Cena versus Jinder Mahal would ever be. Yeah. So before we continue, what? Oh, I just wanted to get your words in on the actual matchup. I, 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 like, what do you think that Jinder Mahal going into a title match, just pretty much, that was a victory for Cena, in my eyes. Well, yeah, John Cena defeated Jinder Mahal via disqualification. Corbin hit him, broke well, up Well, I mean, pitch. like, it, it was like, I see more of, like, an actual victory, you know? Like, that was a pinfall. It, even though it wasn't, like, it just showed me that Jinder Mahal definitely can pick up the victory over Jinder Mahal. Uh... Cena can pick up the victory over Jinder Mahal. Yeah. But Before the pay-per-view, do you think that that's I, all right? I mean, you have the – I think, well, I don't know. The bigger moment from SmackDown was what happened after that. Where Especially because Nakamura lost to C- – uh, no, he defeated Cena the week before. But you had Baron Corbin um, 
right? break up the pin. Yeah, and he got he attacked John Cena, went to leave, ran back down to cash in. Kyoto rang the bell. Cena hopped up on the apron. Corbin knocked him off, and I mean Jinder Mahal, quick roll up, one two three. And with yeah. the with the exception of of Mr. Kennedy losing the briefcase before even having the time to cash in. Every time someone's had a failed cash-in, like successfully cashing in, but without actually winning a title, John mm. Cena's been involved. Yeah, and first, John Cena's been time, on the... You had the first time being 2012 when John Cena himself cashed in against CM Punk. Big Show interfered in that. John Cena won the match, but lost, didn't, didn't win the title. Then you had in 2013 with Damian Sandow. John Cena yeah. defeated Sandow. And then this past week, John Cena distracted Jinder Mahal from, I mean, distracted Baron Corbin. So that, like, in in some sense, that's, like, a good buildup for, for SummerSlam. Like, you cost me my briefcase. Jinder Mahal's foot was under and on the rope. Maybe that'll tie into... And then you go back and forth. I don't know if that's going to play a factor. I don't because of all the rumors, you know. With what well, that the reason for him losing this money in the bank was as uh, repercussion for the WWE's losing faith in him, and because of his Twitter spats with Mojo and a few other people on Twitter. Um, you, I, I don't know if I buy this or not. I mean, I I think that he's I, it, whatever, like I. I wasn't planning the way that this planned out, but I'm fine with it. I was hoping that he'd lose the case anyway, so it happened. I, I, I don't know if I was hoping that he'd lose the case, but I thought that there would be a little bit more to it than this abrupt thing right before SummerSlam. But you didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. Fans didn't expect it. So I'm fine with it. I mean, on the other hand... Now it sets up Corbin to feud with John Cena, which we have the... Unless John Cena goes to Monday Night Raw to feud with the champion Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. But moving away from SmackDown to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 taking oh. place at uh, before, before we talk about NXT, I just want to mention NXT. We had the debuts of the Street Profits. Last uh, week. Well, using, uh, yeah, using last week, Team but, Bad's theme song. What's that? Using Team Bad's theme song. I didn't even realize. But Dawkins and, and Ford. Team Bad's theme song is no longer on iTunes. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, McIntyre, what uh, was in the number one contendership match, but now he is facing Bobby Roode. So I don't. I forgot what the breakdown was of that. How that came to terms. What do you mean? Uh, on NXT, he faced Roderick Strong for the number one contendership. No, he didn't. He faced Roderick Strong for the chance of Roderick Strong ever getting a title shot again against oh. Bobby Roode. And then Thanks. Bobby Roode interrupted the match and and hit both of them. Which I mean, that they should just they should have just added Roddy to the match. Yeah, I have a triple threat. But whatever. Yeah, cage match had it listed differently. All right. So, we got the pay-per-view. Yeah, taking place at Barclays Center, you have Johnny Gargano taking on Andrade Almas. I am going with Johnny Wrestling. I am going with Almas. Mm. Yeah, I think that 
Zelina Vega, uh, Vega is going to be good influence for Amos. Uh, uh, you have Alistair Black taking on Hideo Itami. I'm going Alistair Black. I want to say Hideo Itami. Ooh, I like where this is going. All right. You got a tag team title match. Authors of Pain taking on Sanity. I'm taking Sanity. I'm... I'm going to... I'm going to... I don't know. This stuff. I'm going to say Sanity. Really? Yeah. All right. Uh, Asuka taking on Moon. For the woman's title. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Asuka. I hope Asuka wins this. I'll be so disappointed and crushed. Who are you going with? I'm going Asuka. with Asuka, yeah. And then for the NXT Championship match, you have Bobby Roode defending that title against Drew McIntyre. Which I'm going to say I hope Drew McIntyre, I want to see Drew McIntyre wins. Either way, I'm fine. The only like major outcome of this event that I'm like, I'd be absolutely disappointed with if they lost was Asuka. Yeah, I agree. But I'm, I'm going to say Drew McIntyre wins the NXT championship here. Where for I, one night or past SummerSlam, I don't know who's champion, but for at least one night, two out of the three members of Three Man Band are going to be champion. Yeah. I agree with you, though. Um, on to SummerSlam. Now I just have to hope there's like a good undercard that we'll see matches taped for like the next week and see some of the people that I would like I wanted to see Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly somehow tag up on this card together. Maybe we will. Nah, I mean, as of now it's not happening. I want to see Oni Larkin um teaming up. I want to see them team up again with uh see him team up with Danny Birch. The mm -hmm. stuff that they've been putting on really good. And I want to see Lars. Yeah. So, and of course, I want to see Billy and Peyton. Billy Peyton. So many things. So, but yes, Summer moving Slam. on to SummerSlam taking place in Brooklyn, New York, at Barclays Center. The thirteen match we got the kickoff show. We'll start with the non-title match: six-man tag Hardys and Jason Jordan teaming up to take on the Miz and the Miz Tourage. It'd be like stupid to not pick Hardys and Jason Jordan. So um, I'm going with the trio of them. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just writing it down. For the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, you have Akira Tozawa de defending that title against Neville, who invokes his rematch clause. I'm going to say Akira Tozawa. I am going to agree with you. I am going Tozawa all the way. The power of Tozawa. We yeah. have four of the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods taking on the Usos. I am going to say New Day. I, too, am going to say New Day. It's I have like, all it's my... It's so stupid that they're on the kickoff show and, like, S.H.I.E.L.D., they get to be on the actual card. It's I, like, I yeah, know. they have the big reunion, but look who's been... Like, look who has the longest reigning Tag Team Championship reign... In WWE. And Big Show and Cass is on the main card. Well, that should. They have a shark cage for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I would be fine with that being kickoff instead of 
one of these uh, instead Honestly, of the only title match, match of Sawa. No, no, the only match that should be placed from the main card to the kickoff show is Orton versus Rusev. That's it. Okay, agreed. Agreed. I Which, think I back my comment. By the way, Orton versus Rusev. Gonna say Randy Orton because, of course, yeah. why else? Why wouldn't they have that? I'm going Orton. Uh, fingers crossed for, fingers Big crossed show. for Rusev, though. Yeah. Cass versus Big Show. I'm going Big Cass. I'm going to say, ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say Cass, just that that's the outcome I want to see. I'm assuming Enzo will somehow get out of the shark cage, maybe, because every single time we've seen the shark cage recently, the person in the cage helped the other person win, but maybe this time it'll be different. John Cena also, taking off Big Barry. Show, Big Show has a broken hand now, quote-unquote. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that'll happen where Big Show ends up taking a victory. Maybe. Cena Corbin. I'm going Cena. Yep. Big match, John, taking the... Taking John Cena. Even though he, I think, has a losing record at SummerSlam. Does he? Yeah. I'm going to say Baron Corbin. <laughs> are, are you? I think, I really think he's, I don't know if he's ever won at SummerSlam. I'm going to say Baron Corbin. All right. I'm going to stick to Cena. Uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, going Balor. Bray Wyatt. Because Bray Wyatt set out on a mission to defeat every single person in that Match at Extreme Rules. He crossed Rollins off his list. Now he has Ballard across off his list. Interesting. I'm going with Ballard. God forbid they stick to storylines. That would I, that would be good if he did. Um, then he has to next. move on to Samoa Joe or Roman Reigns. What? Then he has to move on to Samoa Joe or Roman Reigns. Yeah, good transition. Uh, Naomi taking on Natalia. SmackDown women's title on the line. I'm going Naomi. Me too. All right, Raw. For the women's Raw title. Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks. I am sticking with Alexa Bliss. I am going to go with Sasha Banks. Uh, AJ, U.S. title, take it on Kevin Owens. I'm going to go AJ. I'm going to see AJ Styles also wins. And Shane McMahon will barely play a factor in that. Yeah. Uh, for, no, you know what? That should be the top card. So, Universal for the Title. WWE Tag Team Championships. Oh, yeah. I guess we should do that Cesaro first. Cesaro and Sheamus defending those titles against Ambrose and Rollins. Knife jab. I have to say the Shield. Yeah. I agree. Shield. Uh, Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar defending against Braun, Joe, and Reigns. I'm you going think Lesnar. That match is not going to be last. I said, if you think that match is not going to be last. Yeah, I'm going Lesnar. I'm saying Brock Lesnar as well. Um, but for the WWE Championship, you have Jinder Mahal, the champion, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Brooklyn's been good to him. Last year, he won the NXT Championship. This year, he could potentially win the WWE Championship. I'm. I mean, it might be stupid to go against that, but there's no factor of uh, money in the bank cash in anymore. So I'm just gonna say Shinsuke Nakamura. I am going to go with Jinder Mahal. I don't really see Nakamura winning, but deep down inside, I have hopes and dreams and hopes and dreams. So. Yeah. So that is our predictions. Hey, Dave. Shameless plugs. 
Bonus Plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jasmine at Not Your Armrest. Go follow Mark ha- Adam Haggerty at B Plus Radio. Go follow Jake Parnell at JP Warhorse. Tony Kavit at Tony Sec 79. Also, let's see, pull this up, pull this up. All right, go check out Channing Decker, uh, one half of the fraternity. Go give him a follow at Channing underscore Decker. Uh, he's been on Ring of Honor television before go check him out go give him a follow and jonathan at mr john faust also weekly wrestling podcast weekly w podcast uh go check them out they have an episode with interviews featuring flip gordon diana perrazzo and donovan dijack so go check them out and support them also go follow at tna creative amazing funny tweets from them uh go follow eric at MTL Broski, M1 Trial Broski, that is. And check him out first thing in the morning, youtube.com slash first thing in the morning show. Amazing Let's Play. Uh, Wrestling IQ 101 at Wrestling IQ 101. They have an interview featuring TJ Marconi that you should go check out. Also, Shining Wizards, go check them out. Give them a listen. Go support them. Uh, you can go check them out on Twitter at Wizards Podcast. Hey, also check out Team Awesome 418 at Team Awesome 418. Lorenzo has an amazing group on on Facebook, facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Go give him some love. Go check out Team Awesome 418. Love that group over there. Hey, Brandon, any shout outs? Brandon, shout outs! First shout out is going to the Country Inn and Sweets because apparently they give out free fresh baked cookies, and that was awesome to have all weekend long. There you go. Freshly baked Otis Spunkenmeyer cookies. So big thumbs up there. Uh, Next up, we spoke about it earlier in the show. It's going to Elias's new T-shirt. I definitely, I plan to get that for sure. Sick shirt. I think that what may make it better is if it was like vintage, but not WWE vintage. vintage. Like, is it? Yeah, I mean, it looks like a vintage rock tee. I think that it would be cool if it was more like torn, like not torn, but I am uh, not paying thirty something dollars for a T-shirt to have rips and tears. No, I, I said no torn, <laughs> but like an old concert T-shirt. It looks where like the fabric is t-shirt. a little bit where the fabric is a little bit lighter. Yeah, like I don't need Stone that. I'm not going to Sears or whatever JC Penny and paying four hundred dollars for ripped jeans. Or, no one's saying or, or muddy We're jeans not or whatever. Never mind. It's the same concept. I don't need a no. washed out tee. Never mind. I don't want a washed out tee. I want a regular T-shirt with the logo. You may proceed. Last. Shout out is going to the low files on A and E. Do you hear anything about the show or know anything about it? No. Rob Lowe and his sons hunt for mythological creatures, ghosts, and other anomalies. Interesting. Yeah, and I, I definitely I'm I'm enjoying it. And I I would I hope there's like a live Halloween special or something. So definitely check out the low files if you like Rob Lowe or if you just like uh 
Ghosts. Ghost shows like these, yeah. On A&E. Check it out. Now, it's time for our... Our... is right our marked out moment of the week there's a few of them um i think mine especially has to be the fact that sawyer fulton made his way into ww2k18 like i partially expected sanity to like maybe be in 2k18 but i definitely didn't expect to see him due to his injury he's been off tv yeah so uh, very pumped. awesome that he made it though yeah i'm pumped for that um, my markout moment is from Progress the first night in New York City, uh, where you had an amazing spot that took place during the Keith Lee match. Yeah, with Mark, uh, so, Mark Haskins versus Austin Theory versus Keith Lee versus Mark Andrews. Yeah, like you, we always see the Tower of Doom spot. Okay, the first time we started seeing it, we were just like, wow, this spot is amazing. And then we saw it again and again. And again, and again, and again. Same stuff, same stuff. And then people started adding a little bit of stuff to it, like, oh, I'm going to do a Phoenix Splash right after they land, or let's add three people on the bottom and two people up top, and all of that. But during this match, they added something so simple that it was perfect in every way. They added a stalling aspect to it, where Keith Lee... Brings them out for the powerbomb instead of dropping them right away. Holds it up there while at the top they're holding – Austin Theory's holding a stalling suplex. Which just a brilliant spot. Like it was just so simple. Like it's not, oh, we're going to add a Phoenix Splash with a corkscrew aspect. We're not going to add a super kick. We're not going to add a DD. Nothing. It's just – Adding a stalling up there for a few set, a few seconds longer instead of the entire collapse of the D- Tower of Doom, and I thought it was genius. So simple. So kudos to all of the men that were involved in that match, and and thank you for that spot. Yeah, absolutely. It was a fantastic spot. Yeah, and that's uh, that's about it for the markout moment of the week. Take us home. Well, 341 episodes done with. Uh, you can go check out all of our past episodes, marketout.com, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iTunes. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at Dave3Rave underscore MO. Go give us a like, please, on Facebook, facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Go watch all of our YouTube episodes, Uh uh, videos on youtube.com slash out 11 Also, if you want to be on the show as a musical interlude, give us an email. Uh, send us an email, out one at gmail.com. And buy our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. And we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.